have you guys taken improv classes? Have you done like a proper improv class before I see? Eli's not yep. shaking his head. No, no, I wish you guys missed out on a key point in your childhoods in middle school. Just, you should have had like two weeks and like one or two summers. There would be, you know, one or two of those kids every session or two. And they were the king or queen of like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to say something really random. And then you guys are going to just have to fucking deal with the mess that I've created. And it was, it's frustrating when you're in the moment because you don't really recognize fully what's going on. You're like, please help us build in this direction. We're going this way. Why are you sending us back <laughs> in time and in an alligator? But nonetheless, it's, it's such a fun, like that's the thing about improv is you have to have those people in there who throw the random thing and you're just like, oh, cool. All right. Dope. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. You know the drill, we're going to be talking soccer, life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is sponsored by Get Back. If you haven't thrown us a follow yet, please do so on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y Fellas Pod. Today, we are discussing Olympic soccer, men's and women's, the Gold Cup, and... Mbappe to Liverpool? <laughs> what? Thank you. I was going to have to insert a sound effect if no one said anything, so that's much easier. <laughs> that's the one I inserted. That's a fake one. That was none of us. <laughs> that's the other one I found. <laughs> that was just Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we start there? Should we dispel the rumor right away, I see? Is it a rumor? Is it for real? Mbappe to Liverpool? Oh, my dreams have come true in my mind. Uh, Mbappe will not be coming to Liverpool. Highly unlikely. However, we did hear, saw little inklings on the webs that he talked to new PSG coach, Pochettino, and told him he is not wanting to re-sign, re-up the contract with PSG next summer. Pochettino uh, allegedly was uh, totally on board, you know, wanted him to do do his thing. Um, they get along really well, according to the article. So uh, Mbappe does not want to stay at PSG. Uh, his target is Real Madrid. That is what the article was pushing. Um, and I believe everything I read on the internet. So that's, <laughs> that's where uh, he will be going. Big, big asterisk on that. Just I see. Hey, it's something you need to know about I see. He believes everything he sees on the internet. On the internet, huge, huge QAnon guy. You would, you, you would be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if it's there. I read it <laughs> and believe it. <laughs> Sometimes when articles are either written well or you're just in the right headspace, that's true of all of us. Where we can read something mm-hmm. on the internet, and then once you regurgitate it or you get into a conversation, you have the full conversation, and at the end give the disclaimer oh but i just read that on the internet i'm not sure once you've already <laughs> spoken it as fact and and like fought for it right once you say it right it makes me think of the the shirt i showed you yesterday of the uh the the um skateboarding in the olympics yes yes you remember what the what it was called like skateboarding is a crime 
it shouldn't be in the Olympics essentially. And it's like the, it's the five rings of the Olympics and the bottom two rings create like handcuffs or something. And I thought it was like this ironic t-shirt. I thought it was really funny. Like it's like a, like Max is ready to buy it. He was about to buy it. (laughs) I'm looking at it. I'm lying. The thing that was the, the only thing holding me back was that it just looked like it was maybe made cheap. Like it just didn't look like it was like a real shirt kind of thing. It looked like a, like if I bought it, it would shrink really quick, kind of just crappy shirt thing. So I was like, oh, maybe that's not worth it. And then, and then Eli was like, so like, are they doing this like ironically or like, do they actually mean this? Like, do they actually believe that skateboarding should be a crime? And so we're like, I don't, maybe, I don't know. And there's a whole other backstory about other stuff we were talking about, like Nike ads and stuff. But I, we started looking around the site and there's other things on there that are like, made it very obvious that was not a joke. No. There were other shirts along the previous <laughs> line of conversation, the, the QAnon realm. Liberal tears, uh, yeah. all of these other just things that were like, oh, so wait, they legitimately think skateboarding is a crime. Okay, this is not an ironic t-shirt. Never mind, <laughs> I will not support this financially. I did see that shirt. Maddie had showed me it and um, we had a good laugh. We thought it was funny, but now that it's serious, I don't know. It's still funny to just laugh at how people get so serious about that stuff. But quickly, skateboarding, just everyone who's listening and you guys, skateboarding is an Olympic sport, but wrestling is not an Olympic sport anymore. I'm pretty sure they removed wrestling as a sport. Just can we all just realize how dumb that is? You're you're talking about like, like WWE wrestling. Uh, no, real wrestling. Sorry, sorry, real wrestling. We want John Cena representing us <laughs> in the Olympics. That's hey, come back. For. Are you John sure? Is come back. I because I feel like we've seen some wrestling. I think highlights. wrestling might still be in the Olympics. Is it still in the Olympics? Okay, I see. I just lied. See, I read stuff on your AI. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good bit though. Good, good acting job. Great job, like really selling the the idea that you believe stuff on the internet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what else? What else have you read recently that you want to just tell Foffs about that they should know? Because it's big news. I totally lied about wrestling. Wow, I really thought there was talk about it being taken away. Okay, I'm crazy. Um, wow, that was bad. We've uh, seen some. We've seen some Taekwondo, which is very cool. And mm-hmm. now what we have expected when you you hear Taekwondo, we we would have thought of other forms of mar- martial arts, but it's very much leading with the kick, and you're kind of balancing on one leg. It's a very particular set of skills and way of way of going about it which is interesting kind of like uh, liam neeson's character in mm, taken he has very a particular, particular set, set of, of skills <laughs> um there's uh which we watched recently the um i felt the same way though with the skateboarding i don't know if you actually saw any of the skateboarding because now that we're not only are we supportive of skateboarding being in the olympics but now we're like like uh, uh um politically motivated behind skateboarding now we really want it to but anyway and they were doing like the single trick competition or something where it was completely based around the rail. Like you would, you would come off the top of like an elevated platform um, down a rail. It's like a little staircase and you could do a trick. You, you know, kick flip into it. I'm making stuff up, but they would do then a grind on the rail and, and land it. And it just, it also felt very niche. It felt like, is that the one, if you're doing like a one trick off kind of thing, is that the, like the format for it? Is it not going to be like up a ramp onto, I don't know. I don't know. I I did tune into some, some skateboarding, believe it or not, when I was perusing the Olympic channels and media. And um, what, it was really cool. Honestly, they, and it was such a weird vibe. All the like skateboarder guys, just long hair, everything. Just it, the, the event was you like hop down into this bowl 
and do a ton of things. And it was like a big bowl. Uh, I'm even not going to describe it. I'm not a skateboarder, clearly. Uh, still rock vans, though. What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, you just drop down this big bowl, tons of stuff you do. And God, they there's this one part where they got really high. They like jumped out of the, the bowl and stuck themselves like on a wall horizontally and like hopped off the wall. I don't know. I'd never seen it before. And I was like, whoa, that's something new. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So rock on skateboarders. You're a big Heelys guy, Eli, right? Heelys, the shoes. Yes. <laughs> Heelys are yeah. a gateway drug is going to be my next shirt. <laughs> Heelys, Heelys are, are a gateway drug. Lock them down. Lock them down and lock them out. And it's going to be, it's going to be Heely shoes. Um, <laughs> And but, then, yeah, the, the problem is you start with Heelys and then you start wearing Ollies. Mm-hmm. And then once you're wearing Ollies, all of a sudden you're wearing kick flips and then maybe even heel flips. And that's when it's dangerous. So I just want I just want the listeners to know that Eli is looking at. Sorry, you deleted that really quickly. That's a weird tab. It was 10 basic. He <laughs> Google searched 10 basic uh, 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 skateboarding tricks. And he was listing them off, trying to casually work them into it, like a Mad Lib, trying to work them into his his, his backstory. I think he nailed it. I'm going to cut that part out so people have no idea. Like much like know. a much, he nailed that much like a no slide fakie, <laughs> 380. All right, Max, look that up. Max, look that one up. <laughs> well, a couple of projects that we've been working on more recently before we get to last week today and start talking Olympics, start talking Gold Cup. Uh, we've been doing more live streams more footy live streams, a couple now under our belt at this point. And we've got a little vlog, a little rec league boot and boots Saturday footy league vlog going on. And both have been fun. The vlog is a lot of behind the scenes action that you should check out on YouTube of game day. What's it like hanging with the squad, getting to know guys and the live streams we've done together. Now we've done with the women's soccer show. How was the, uh, the U S women's live stream without actually getting into the game too much ice. What do you think about that? It was fantastic. Thank you to Sarah from the Women's Soccer Show for joining us. She brought a ton of viewers, which was which was a blast. A lot of uh, interaction in the comments, which we love. Keeps us busy, keeps us on our toes, and gives us good content to talk about. So we we invite all of you to come join and comment while while you watch with us. We're still thinking about doing some sort of community vote or. Uh what are we calling it to, to figure out what game we want to live stream next? Yeah, definitely sort of like a game game of the week from the Fofs. Um, yeah, something like that floating it around. Very intriguing game of the week. That's that could be we could brand that. I don't know if anyone's used game of the week before. We could be game of the week. Check Whirlpool Jones. Talk to Whirlpool. <laughs> figure it out. What about uh? Is it, what, what's ma- oh, match of the day? That's it. Yeah, match, match of, the of the day, game of the week. Pitch of the pitch of the month. Turf to the top. What? <laughs> top of the turf. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tim Robinson. Heel heel flip of the week. <laughs> no slide of the week. We could just we could still transition to a skateboarding podcast. It's not too late. Is a McFlurry? No, that's like a snowboard. <laughs> yeah. It's also a, it's a McDonald's, McDonald's drink. drink. Oh. Or a shake. Yeah, which one do you think came first? The snowboard. <laughs> Probably the snowboard run. Yeah. yeah. Sean White founded McDonald's. 
He's that old. He's that old. No one knows that. That's he... why they have the red arches because of his hair. Oh, yeah. Not the yellow arches. Read that one on the internet. So okay. <laughs> that's got to be true. Icy told yeah. me also, but he read it on the internet as well. I thought those arches were purple. Gosh darn it! I re- <laughs> what did I read? What do you do? So when you read the, is it like you're reading Twitter, or are you just like, are you just blah? Like, what do you do? Google search. Where I go to the reading? dark webs, dude. You don't oh. even know. You don't even know, man. I'm in the dark parts of the webs. <laughs> Let's get, right. to a little, let's get to a little last week <laughs> today. Bring it back, reel it in, and Jones will take you through everything going on in the footy world that you need to know. All righty, Tony, hit it. So uh, the Olympics, uh, if you haven't heard, has been going on for a little while. And there are a couple, um, there are a couple of soccer tournaments kind of going on in, in the, the Olympics. First is the women's tournament, uh, which are, we are two games in. The top two teams from each group as well as the top two third-placed teams overall, qualify for the quarterfinals. So keep that in mind as we run through the tallies. In Group E, Great Britain is comfortably in first with two wins, followed by Canada, and Japan is in third. Japan play Chile, who's in last place with no points, in their final game, and they need Great Britain to beat Canada if they want an automatic chance. I think Japan should be fine. It is a little bit of a shocker for a team that's uh, won... um, a World Cup previously. World Cup or a gold cup? Gold medal. Either way. World Cup. World Cup, right? Yeah. Well, let's give them a gold medal too because I like them. Group F. We have uh, Netherlands and Brazil both tied for first after a mouthwatering 3-3 tie earlier this week. I think both should be able to qualify handedly. Group G is Sweden with the surprise demolition of the U.S. Has them in first with the U.S. and Australia tied for third, which leaves us on the final day of the group play. USA needing to take down Australia this Tuesday um, if they want the automatic bid. Otherwise, they are vying for that third place qualification. Men's, on the men's side of the Olympics, the top two teams from each group, period, uh, uh, go to the next round. So in group A, you have Japan bossing out in first with a perfect 2-0 start, followed by Mexico and France tied for second. You have group B, where we have the fun anomaly of South Korea, Honduras, New Zealand, Romania, all on three points, astoundingly, only separated by goal differential. And then Group C, you have Spain atop the group, while Australia and Argentina tied for second. And then Group D, Brazil tied with Ivory Coast and Germany close in third place. Special shout out to former guest on the pod, referee Ishmael Elfath, who made a couple massive decisions in the Brazil versus Ivory Coast draw today, issuing two red cards and opting away from a couple close penalty calls. Did he maybe learn some of his composure from us maybe maybe not who knows uh gold cup is also going on and the semis are almost set qatar beat el salvador an exciting 3-2 finish and we'll play winner of us versus jamaica jamaica who play tonight as well as uh mexico beating honduras sanly 3-0 they will play the winner of costa rica and canada a couple other things i need to throw on your radars transfer watch um nothing too crazy sancho was formally announced this week uh, so far, he's the highest single expenditure during this offseason. I think another interesting thing that we should note is Damari Gray, formerly of Leicester, you guys may recall, is now officially going from Bayern Leverkusen, where he's been at, to Everton. So we'll see him in blue, just a different shade. Um, then we also have some nice rumors that I like to throw. Uh, I've also discovered the transfer marked rumor section where they provide some percent chance likelihoods that deals happen. So I'm going to throw some numbers at you guys. Ben White from Brighton to Arsenal looks like at 88% likely. So it's probably very much going to happen. 
Ramsdale from Sheffield to Arsenal also, 73% likely. Pogba to PSG is only at a 25%. It's been hyped up a little bit here and there. I'm sure that's going to always just be an existing 25%. That's like the always-on percentage. Uh, Jared Bowen from West Ham to Liverpool, I thought is an interesting one. That one perked my ears a little bit. I could see that. I feel like that makes some decent sense. And then I see this one's for you to look this one up later. Christopher Kleissen, uh going going to Leeds. I think he's from a Dutch club. I want to say PSV. Um, 88% chance. So uh, something you might want to look into to make sure your team is still looking tip top. Uh, and then last and certainly not least, NBA Bucks took down the Suns. We didn't talk since last time um, with one of the most dominant performances we've ever seen in a clenching game. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, I just nailed that. Will it happen again? Probably not. Went off for 50 points and a 17 from 19 from the free throw line, which beat the odds much like Icy does every day. That is all I've got. Thank you, Jonesy. Well done. Loved it. Let me take a quick note of that name for Leeds. What's that Swedish guy? Or would you say? Christopher Kleisen, K-L-A-E. K-L-A-E. Yeah, write that one down. Wait, I'm, oh God, I'm so confused. Okay, he's a goalie. Why are they doing that? And why is it getting hyped? So I did look up, I love Meslier um, on, on Leeds, their current goalie. He's 20 years old, same birthday as me. Are you kidding me? Wow. Um, so extra love for him. And he's, he's good. He's solid. I mean, he's he's young. Um, and they already have, thanks to the Leeds documentary, that goalie from, was he from Real Madrid or Barcelona? Like the backup that yeah. they had. And he never gets any tick. What, what do they think Kristoff's going to do? Just be supportive for Meslier? I see. Are you a big, are you, would you say you're slowly transitioning to be a Leeds fan? Like, like, a, like it's going to be more than the Liverpool side of you? No, 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 no. But I like Leeds. They're, you know, that those two teams would be my top team. Liverpool is my favorite team, but I if like Leeds, Leeds a lot. If Leeds started to like really vie for top four <laughs> and like Liverpool, no. everybody had an ACL injury next year, <laughs> Liverpool. Would you, would you like, no, 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 no. What Jones is saying is he respects your Leeds knowledge and the fact that you and Mesley have the same birthday. That's I just think cool. that's destiny. When you have the same birthday, like literally <laughs> the same birthday. Yeah. Well, birth date or yeah day you know 2000 he was born in 2000 it's crazy he's 20 years old youngin so he's 2000 years old <laughs> Two thousand years that old. on the internet yeah so a couple yeah a couple of competitions to get into with the olympics women's and men's sides and gold cup we'll do that in one second stick with us we're heading to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back back sweaty knees weak arms heavy we feel you. It's summer, and everybody is schwitzing in the summer shun. Get Back is the ultimate personal fan, the final rap battle to your M&M. The Get Back is a simple contraption, a large, heavy-duty fan strapped conveniently to your back by way of chest vest with two-foot extendo pole. You wear the 20-pound chest vest underneath your shirt, so it's basically invisible. The fan sits behind you and above you, on the end of the extendo pole attached to the chest vest facing your body. It blows air at low, medium, or high speeds onto your back, and voila, out of nowhere, your sweat is gone. Straps on like a selfie stick, cools like a fridge. We want to give you your personal space 
and a personal environment so you're walking around with constant air conditioning. Now everybody from the USA, put your freaking hands up and get back today. Yeah, we only ship domestically. (laughs) (laughs) I think you gotta keep that. Just you laughing, you breaking is funny. Now everybody from the USA, put your freaking hands up and get back today. Yeah, we only ship domestically. Cheering you on and helping you keep your cool. Get back this summer. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and just say I'm really hyped that they brought back Eminem. We started off hot with Eminem and that, and then I was like, wait, are they actually gonna bring him back in here? And then he brought <laughs> it back in the end. That was I'm sorry, this thing sounds extremely inefficient and <laughs> really uncomfortable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you commenting on the product? You wanna stick with the, the Eminem piece for a second? Well, so that, they that's, paid us. So, yeah, so that's what go I'm gonna ahead. say. I was gonna say okay. initially when I started to hear the fundamentals of the uh, twenty pound uh, chest vest that you've described that is theoretically like invisible um, and the extendo pole that is like <laughs> oh, above you and in front of you or two foot trademark to <laughs> patent pending or is it is most it of this most of this is still pending <laughs> yeah, keep going like fda pending like everything. not even everything <laughs> like it's not even you're not even sure this thing is real so like this product is pending like it's just everything hey the money they paid us is real right i see you definitely got a check in the mail or I definitely got 10,000 M&Ms, like baggies of M&Ms. We got to stop, guys. We have to stop the bartering. Why are we doing this? Why do I accept this? Gosh. (laughs) Our storage unit's becoming cramped. (laughs) It's a warehouse, Icy. Let's be real. It's a warehouse at this point. So everything that's been said so far, you'd still wear it, right? The M&Ms? Or no, sorry. (laughs) You're talking about the The get back. The get back thing. I, I would... So, so what I was going to say is it sounds like uh, on paper, like an extremely uncomfortable, cumbersome thing. It's the marketing that looped me in knowing that like M&M, you know, is associated with this by adjacent. It, 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 it's, it's cool, you know, physically and literally, right? Literally, physically and metaphysically mm. cool. I'm putting down all of my life savings. I'm putting my pension down on this. You don't even need to. You can just buy one of them. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm going to ask my mom if she's comfortable with me making, handling her investments for her. Okay. These are, these are what she's going to be living on now that she's retired. I'm going to take that money. Okay. When she sells the house, I'm taking that money, investing in this. You got to be, you got to be careful. You don't lose yourself. No, no, no. I, f- I know what I want. I found myself. I want this. Okay. Get back all of my money. I don't need to live anywhere. I'm just gonna live with the get back. I guess they cool always. Yeah. Now I can't stop getting the get back catchphrase out of my head, but it, it's repelling other people away from you. It's not keeping your back cool. It's like seriously, get back. This thing is gonna like blow up, to like <laughs> malfunction. So the, the, their uh, tagline should have been "Get back." You don't know me like that. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Also, chest vest is also a nice little term. It kind of rhymes and nice jingle to it. So that's the that's the that's patent. trademarked. That's the, that's that the is patent. the patent. Patent and trademarked and yeah, the chest vest is patent. The get back is pending. Got it. So okay. there's still a couple couple things to work out, but check out your local get back. Yep. If you've also been schwitzing this summer in the shun, where do we start? Olympics, gold cup. Should we start Olympics women's U.S. national team since that was our two-hour live stream at 6.30 on Saturday morning? Let's do it. 
yeah, it was a blast. Eli and I woke up at 6 a.m. yesterday morning. And Sarah, who's on the East Coast, woke up at 7 a.m. her time. And we watched, yeah, two hours full of game. USA versus New Zealand, big game. USA had to come back after that uh, unfortunate defeat against Sweden. And they came back in a in a solid way. Six to one, they got the dub. Um, four goals, a whopping four goals were called back due to offsides. So it could have been a, a much higher score, which would have been nice to see. But yeah, overall, great game. And I had a great time with Sarah and you, Eli. It was an awesome time. Fun to watch. Such an international audience joining us. The game itself, the U.S. looked good. Both of the U.S.'s goals were great in the first half. Most of their goals were great. There was one own goal or two own goals that were just unfortunate for New Zealand, and you're going to get some of those. The rest of it was nice play, nice combination play from the U.S., good quality by individuals. Rose Lavelle finishing that first goal. Lindsey Horan heading in the second when it was headed back across from Julie Ertz. Julie Ertz was a stud in the center of the pitch. And I'm used to her playing center back, but her playing in the center midfield is interesting when you have players that transition from center back to, to center mid. They, they seem to see the game somewhat differently because when you're all the way in the back for most of your career, you notice everything going on and you get more comfortable with that. And then once you're now thrust into the center of the pitch and you're attacking more and finding yourself in the wings, it just seems like you have better situational awareness. You have better positional awareness because you've been so accustomed to, to watching the whole game unfold in front of you for, for so long. That's just a random tangent I was thinking about. But Juliards was amazing, great holding down the midfield, and they have such a deep bench, which we were talking about with Sarah. They brought on players that would be the best players starting on many other countries' teams, like Kristen Press, Alex Morgan, both scored goals. It's crazy how much talent they have. And... Tuesday, Tuesday is the next match against Australia. It's going to be a must win. They can tie, but got to go for the W um, and then sail on to the knockout stage. The other thing we were talking about in the live stream was their selection for the squad and how they have so many older players, so many veterans whose names are gigantic and gigantic, gigantic, and everyone knows. So it, you feel really comfortable and get hyped for the squad. But that's one of the ways we thought they that's one of the areas that could have gotten exposed in that loss against Sweden is you didn't have any of that youthful energy. Basically none of the players were there for the first time in the starting lineup or, you know, so young that they can kind of bring something that older players sometimes can't. And the experience probably helped them bounce back from that game. Losing three Oh in the first game can rattle you a little bit, but all these players have been here and done that. So we thought it, it helped them out in this game, but that was just an interesting observation. I think by Sarah on, the mix of selections by the U.S. for for the Olympics. So we'll see how that plays out against Australia. Big game. There's also more parity in the women's game. We had Brazil and Netherlands 3-3, which was a crazy game. Netherlands, the, the big favorites, even though you'd think Brazil have a bunch of legends. And so that was a, a pretty intense game on the women's side. And Great Britain winning both their first games. That's got our, our fans, our FOFs out in England excited so lots to lot to watch for in the on the women's side of the bracket, mm-hmm. and on the men's side, on the men's side, which I did my own private live stream at um, four a.m. today, uh, which you guys didn't want to join me on, so that was a little disappointing. But like I get it, like I totally understand. 
Um, Group B is is crazy. I don't know if I've ever seen every team on three points after two games. It, it because you have like it, it means like Romania, who I would of course think is got to be bottom of this group, um, ha- have won a game. But uh, yeah, Group Group B is is just poised for some some great action. Um, I'm I'm also a big fan of Group A and Japan. I feel like Japan, when you're the host country, you just have that mojo flying, and so. I'm really psyched to see how this Japan team fares later on in the tournament. Could they bring home the gold? I think that would be really, really exciting. Um, your pick before the tournament started, South Africa. South Africa. South Africa, your, your underdog pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're 0-2, but both games were super close. We watched our highlights against France earlier today, and that was a really tight game. Well, you guys watched the highlights. I was up at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes, um, yes. today because I caught that one too. I was up at 2 a.m. live streaming that by myself. Let's see. Any other highlights here? Uh, group C, we've got... These groups are just stacked, like Spain and Argentina in the same group. Well, once you get the younger players, that's the interesting element on the men's side, or in the Olympics in general. It's mm-hmm. a lot of younger players, and so every team could have studs because they could have been winning the U21 tournament, and we just haven't heard of them. Something we'll, we'll talk about with the Gold Cup, too, in a second is, is uh, you know you have teams like Honduras and uh, Mexico, who both are fielding teams for the, the Olympics and for the Gold Cup, which makes me question, you know, how is that affecting the quality of those teams? Clearly, Mexico is second here and Honduras is second here, too. So they've got a decent enough squad that they're able to compete and stay relevant in the Olympics, as well as also make it both to the quarterfinal. Mexico then soundly beat Honduras. But exciting stuff. I think it's it's also exciting because you have like Brazil, for example, in Group D, who's got guys like Richarlison, who's just like bossing out and having a dope time because finally, you know, he can really stretch his legs and show his quality beyond some of the other the other levels here. It's very even competition. The only team with two wins from their first two games is Japan. Everyone else at least has a draw or a loss on their record. So that's that's a fun one to watch and to follow. We'll see how the Olympics play out. Gold Cup were almost to the semifinals. We're halfway into the semifinals. Yes. Uh, if you're not keeping score at home, so looking at you, Icy, Qatar is bossing out in the Gold Cup. I know. You're hyped now. Let's you're, go. Okay, fans, fans at home, you can't see this. He is, he is waving around his Qatari flag <laughs> and throwing, it looks like oil. He's just throwing oil everywhere. Um, <laughs> living it up. The uh, Qatar is like one of those guest teams that have joined the Gold Cup. And they look good. We watched their game against El Salvador. Exciting game. Really exciting game. They were up 3-0. And then what happened? El Salvador scored. Like twice. quickly. Quickly. Twice, very back quickly. to back. In like the mid-60th minute or something. Became a great game. Love seeing all the fans. Love seeing that when these games are played in the U.S., it's such a great opportunity for folks that are from these countries in Central America to watch their teams and bring the passion that most often we don't have as U.S as fans and soccer is still relatively new sport here. And that's, that's growing. You see more of that at the games in Arizona, uh, places like that, but you get so many fans waving their flags, having such an incredible time supporting their, their country like El Salvador or Honduras. I didn't see as many Qatar fans. Hmm. It's a a bit further of a trek. Hmm. Either way, great atmosphere, great atmosphere for the gold cup games. So you're saying bandwagon fans, Qatar fans are bandwagon (laughs) fans. I, you know, it's, it's, it is in talking about the Olympics and these groups, be it, you know, men or women or, or the the gold cup games, 
this summer has really reinvigorated my love and excitement for the World Cup when that's coming around and just how meaningful it is when you have these group stage games where all of the games really matter. I think as to the to the to the peripheral fan, you only care when the big names like even with the Euros, like North Macedonia versus, you know, whomever wasn't as psyched about. But in the World Cup, each game really, really does matter. Um, and so I'm just thoroughly excited for for when that starts coming around and when, of course, we are going to fly out a lucky Faf or two. So you just have to enter our raffle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't ask any of the other guys. We're doing this. I mean, it's going to be uh, also looking ahead to the World Cup. It's going to be an interesting World Cup because it'll be the first ever winter World Cup. I know a lot of the when that was announced. Uh, Right. The reason for it is because it's being held in Qatar. So Qatar is not a super random country joining the Gold Cup. They are the World Cup hosts. So uh, hence they're in the tournament. Um, But I remember a lot of leagues, EPL, Syria, you know, a lot of the domestic leagues were like, why are, what are you doing? Winter World Cup? It messes up our whole schedule. So there was a lot of uh, bickering when that came out. We'll even see how things shake up next year, 2022 already approaching. And uh, it's World Cup time, baby. Back to the Gold Cup in the present. If the U.S. win versus Jamaica in the quarterfinals tonight, Sunday night, they will play Qatar in the semifinals. Question for you. If they hypothetically win tonight, which is not guaranteed, and beat Qatar in the semifinals, which is not guaranteed, would they basically have won the World Cup by the transitive property? 100%. They've they've won the rights to the World Cup, I think, is how that works, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they will then host, the U.S. will host back-to-back World Cups. Yeah, it just has to be in the winter. That's the tricky part. In Chicago. In, in, and Minneapolis. And it's, Minneapolis. Been, it's been decided. Can Messi do it on a cold night in Minneapolis? On a snowy night in Minneapolis? I've never seen Messi play in the snow. Has he seen snow before? Do we do we know if, he, if he's experienced snow? He melts in snow. He's like a... It's like the like, Wicked Witch yeah. with, with rain. But exactly. Exactly. I did watch the U.S. game against Canada, their last group stage game, which they won 1-0. They scored the super early goal in the second minute. Uh, I'm blanking on the right back's name at the moment, but beautiful, beautiful job getting on the end of a a low hard through ball. And then for the rest of the game, they kind of went back and forth and looked very meh at best, the U.S. that is. You know, it's like the U.S. is, I think, listening to the Men in Blazers, it was described as the U.S. It was two things. One, this is like the least hyped men's, you know, international tournament that they've been in in a, in a while. Like this team, this tournament, it's been poorly marketed. Uh, and the team itself has been described as like the U.S. men's like C team. And so I don't know if that's really accurate. You probably say that arguably it's like the B team, but it is a lot of guys who aren't necessarily international players. These are all homegrowns or MLS legends in their own right. Yeah. Shaq Moore is the right back who scored, just to add that on. They have a lot of youngsters, which goes towards that C-team, B-team narrative. A lot of guys that don't have the experience. You don't have the, the Pulisic and the Reynas out in the pitch right now for this tournament, which is exciting for fans of the U.S. squad to see these young youngsters in action. Players like James Sands, who played at my club, who is still much younger than me and much, 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 much better than me and was then. Uh, you got Sam Vines, the left back. I think he's on the Rapids, but he plays in the MLS, and he's a he's a star. Busio, who we were talking about last week, Gianluca, who's linked to uh, Venezia and all these international teams. 
DK up top who crushed it in the championship and now people want to see be that U.S. striker, the striker of the next generation and hold down the fort for the next five, seven years and just crush it up top and make a name for himself. So they have guys, they have players that can do it, that can look great, and they just haven't reached that level yet in this Gold Cup. So they still got time. They're the favorites against Jamaica tonight, and then they play Qatar, and then either Mexico or Costa Rica or Canada, depending on who wins that semifinal. They got time, but they haven't proven themselves yet as a squad. And watching the Qatar-El Salvador game is my last trivia question for the group. Um, I see what, what world ranking do you think El Salvador has? And what world ranking, what else we're we looking at? In Canada, what world ranking do you think Canada has? Okay, top of the top of the dome. Uh, Canada has 34. The world ranking, El Salvador is 72. That's insanely close. I forget what Canada was. I remember El Salvador. El Salvador is 69. Wow. Three off. Very yeah, close. Very well done. And Canada is 70. Oh. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? Canada wow. is, they're technically tied on points with El Salvador, but they're just, they got bumped behind them. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So Qatar barely beat El Salvador and the U.S. barely beat Canada. So Qatar, USA would be a really good game. I do think, I really wouldn't be surprised if Jamaica actually beat the U.S. Um, because I was thinking to myself, you know, Jamaica doesn't have some other tournament that they're fielding players for. Mm-hmm. They aren't Mexico. They aren't Honduras who are having to put their teams together. They are significantly, quote unquote, higher ranked than Canada. They are 45, whereas Canada is, you know, 70. And U.S. is ranked what? The fact that the U.S. is ranked 20th mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. We're not the 20th best team in the world. Not that roster. Not that roster. Okay, fair. Even, but even, even their starting even roster, roster I, I don't know if I could put them at 20. 20? On paper, their talent is there. I don't know if their team I don't know if their team. I would. I would make the argument that they could be. They could be in there. Like who are they? Look at who they're around. I will. I see. What do you think about twenty? Before we talk about who's before. Yeah, that? I was gonna say uh, twenty feels fine for the U.S. I can't think of. I mean, I can't think of twenty or nineteen teams. I don't know offhand. I mean, you could definitely pick a handful of European and South American teams that are very quality. All the teams you'd expect are at the top. The teams that have won World Cups recently, crush it in Euros, crush it in Copa America, Belgium, France, Brazil, England, Portugal. You get the idea. The teams right before them are Wales, Sweden, and Chile. That's 17, 18, 19. 19. And the teams right after the U.S. are Poland, Senegal, and Austria. I think I would put Poland ahead of the U.S. I think I agree. Yeah. I would also, I, I like just reading those. I'm like, those would be great games. U.S. Poland would. would be, they U.S. Would. Chile. Even like, Wales. I mean, yeah. Wales to me is like, are they really better than the U.S.? But So maybe we're 20. Maybe maybe we are 20 at this point in time with our A squad. And the, the thing that makes that hard to believe and hard to feel really is that we haven't done well in any major tournament. We haven't qualified for some of the major tournaments recently. Sorry, did you watch the, um, the, Nations, the League? Nations League? <laughs> were you hey, watching that? That's a dub. We'll take that. That's a big, that's a big win. You got to win some games somewhere to start. And it's not that these tournaments come around every couple months, but when they come around, we got to make it look like we're the 20th team in the world, 20th ranked team in the world. All right, let's finish up. We're going to Icy for our game of the week. All right. The game for this week is two lies and a truth. We're keeping it going. This might be a streak for this game. Just like this game. It's fun. We're going to start with Eli. Eli, this is an MLS category. Two lies and a truth. You are trying to find the the 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm such a moron. I thought you uh, you switched it up on purpose. It's kind of a fun. Yeah, that'd audible. be hard. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Did you write okay, them with that okay. in mind though? Did you write? There's one I truth. Did, okay, I'm glad. I'm he actually glad has I, no idea. He doesn't know what's what. true and what's the lie. <laughs> all right, all right. That's my bad. I did write them with one lie. It's two truths and a lie. That's my bad. I wrote it poorly on my on my uh, screen here. Okay. So, Eli, we'll start with you. MLS. Number one, since losing their first four games of the season, the MNUFC Loons have gone six wins, three ties, and one loss in their last 10 games. Number two, Ricardo Pepe of FC Dallas became the youngest MLS player to record a hat trick at the age of 18 last night. His birthday, January 9th, 2003. And number three, Dan Lovitz has missed the last two games for Nashville due to an injured ankle. Wow. The only one I'm unsure about is Dan Lovitz, so I'd probably have to go with that, but that's such a weird one to make up. I know Minnesota's done well recently. You smiled when you said that, so I believe it. Pepe, I saw the highlights. I watched the goals. I'm pretty sure he was the youngest player. You could be trying to trick me, and he was like the second youngest. Like I'm, I'm picturing the Instagram caption now from MLS. It'd be weird to make up Lovitz. I'll go with Pepe being like the second youngest or Minnesota being like six, two and one. And you're really out to get me. All right. It was weird that I did. Uh, Lovitz was the one that I did. make. Up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right, well, just to be clear, I, we don't wish an injury upon anyone. I know. Exactly. Exactly. I shouted Dan Lovitz out because I, I want, he's a, he's a friend of the pod. He's a fof. We have him on a bunch. Uh, he's actually um, a safety protocol. He's missed the last two games. So we wish him well. Hope he doesn't have COVID. But that's usually code for COVID. I see with his technicalities, bro. Wow. Note on Lovitz, really quick. He's been so good this year that Eli Lesser, this weekend MLS owner, who we've, we've chatted with in the, on this pod, has him in his starting 11 all-star game roster. Who nice. He would, who he would pick. So great year for Dan so far. Check out great, Nashville. Great awesome. year for Nashville. They're second in the standing. It's, they're having a great year. All right, Jonesy, Olympic category. Number one, Brazil's Richarlison and France's Andre-Pierre Gignac have both scored hat-tricks for their nations in the tournament. Number two, Lindsey Horan was the only U.S. player to score multiple goals against New Zealand in their 6-1 to one victory. And number three, Great Britain and Sweden have already clinched a spot into the knockout round of the tournament. I'm going to go... Wow, Sweden. Yeah. Okay, Sweden, I feel good about. I feel good about I feel good about all of them. What was the first one again? The first one, Brazil. Charles Yeah. Um Frick me. I'm gonna go Lindsay Horan did not get multiple goals. Ding ding ding. You're nice. right. She had one of them called back for offsides, which Eli and I uh wholeheartedly believe was onside. So she should have had two. She only had one. Eli, NWSL number one. The Chicago Red Stars have leapfrogged themselves into second place in the standings with 17 points. Number two, the Portland Thorns lead the league in shots, shots on goal, assists, and goals. And number three, the Chicago Red Stars play in SeatGeek Stadium located in Bridgeview, Illinois. Okay, SeatGeek is correct. That is accurate. I've seen that they've done well recently, the Red Stars. I know they had one or two wins have they jumped up to 17 points in second? The standings were so tight that I'd believe it. If they got one more win or their other teams have games in hand or something, I'd believe they made that jump. 
what was the other Red Stars or the other? Oh, Thorns. Uh, Portland Thorns. It's very specific, but you're a specific guy when it comes to this game. So there could be one of those that another team leads. So based on the the odds, the math, I'll go with the Thorns one being the lie. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) The uh, North Carolina leads assists. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. No, keep the keep the tough ones coming. All right. The other ones are the, the truths are pretty easy. So. All right, we don't have much time. Jonesy, last one, EPL. The 2021-22 season starts August 13th, 19 days away. Number two, David Luis will be joining Man United on a 10-game contract to start the season. Number three, newly promoted Brentford face off against Arsenal for the season opener for the league. What are you chuckling about, boys? What are we laughing about? (laughs) What was I was I couldn't pay attention after the first one. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Were you doing the math on how many days away? Yeah. That's what I was doing in my head, thinking that'd be hilarious if you got you on the math. I'm like looking at the dates. I'm like, I can't get humiliated like this. Well, you'll be able to answer this one quick once he reads the second and third again. What was the second one again? Oh, it's the second one. <laughs> David Luiz will be joining Man United on a 10-game contract to start the season and newly promoted Brentford face off against Arsenal for the season opener for the entire yeah, league. Yeah, second one is um is what true? <laughs> I'm doubling down on the second one as being the most true thing you've ever said. Well, you're right, it is true. I'm just kidding. It's absolutely false way to go, Jones. Uh, that one was just a fun one to write. I wanted to put Man United in here a bit. So. <laughs> uh, uh, but David Luis will be heading to Turkey to join Balotelli on some random Turkish team. Whoa, did not know that. Nope. He was going to join Marseille, and then things kind of just uh, 180 turn. It's weird he left the Premier League. More like David Chicken to me than David Turkey, am I right? Oh Back down from that challenge. All right. <laughs> You're so creative with those. I just love the, uh, love the teachers and a lie. Maybe next time it'll be two lies and the truth and we'll see. <laughs> or it might just be like, some are lies, some are truths. You'll yeah. figure this out. As long as you get them from the internet. As long as you get them from the internet. Yep. It's yep. Right. Believe it all. Believe Source it all. Truth. <laughs> well, we love all of you and we appreciate you. You Fofs, if you're still listening, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Yes, and you're you're just there's got to be that role. I don't know if that would be an imp- improvisation, but the person who's always just like teeing everyone else up, and everyone's like. Like it's like a rule abuser or something. Like a person who's like, oh, everyone has to say yes to my ideas. So I'm always going to introduce ridiculous <laughs> ideas. 